is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Oh, hey, it's 10 o'clock, which means you do you know where your children are? <laughs> they used to have to ask our parents if they do where their kids <laughs> And they didn't. <laughs> And they hey. had no clue. And they had no idea. Hey, he's a, uh, he's a, well, yeah, they're at Robbie's yeah. house. Yeah. He's at Robbie's mom and dad. They're at Shark's house. Dun, dun, no, dun. they're at Eastwood's house. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not too much. Every great once in a while. Uh, um, no, I usually heard it from the uh, bedroom and thought it was pretty funny. I was in there practicing my old guitar in there which proves my old adage all guitar players are nerds all right um hey what was hey, i gonna say you know I was, what what's that? I, I just had that thought i'm sorry to interrupt i just no. had that thought this morning my my sweetwater rep called me a few minutes ago and you know <laughs> Wait, course, sweetwater yeah, the company yes 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 and i, I ordered because, uh, record you know, player accessories from them Oh, dude, they're great. They're, they're, yeah, they they're, are. They're great. I mean, man. I know, had, as far as corporations I had a question go, about setting you know, up the dipstick on the bottom of my, uh, or the dip switches on the bottom of my preamp. Dude, he walked me through it. He's on the phone. He's like, oh, hang I on. Let's him. look up the model. I called and him one time because I needed some, uh, some open air nozzles on my Mickey Thompson's. And because they were the mufflers, the muffler was not quite loud enough. For Absolutely. Me. They do. They talk to watch through. those. You gotta watch those cami shaft horns. Yeah, those cami shaft horns aren't set right. Well, you will they have were, nothing. They were throwing but off the fire rods on that exhaust man. system fueler. Dude, yeah, well, that fueler goes to the fire rods. There, there's no. I was just blowing through fire rods. I guess left. Oh, right and I bet you went through here. probably 10, 20 fire rods in at least an hour. Easy. In the, what <laughs> was it? Some about a Hemi. I think he's putting them in backwards. <laughs> oh, that no. could have been. Anyway, the Sweetwater guy took care yeah, of it. Yeah, so running like a top. If that's an so my Sweetwater guy calls, and, and well, first off, Robbie, I, I'm glad you mentioned the audio file thing, because I heard something the other day, and I meant to tell you, um, cables are a myth, none of them make any difference in your in your <clears throat> quality of sound. Yeah, so plus, I was going to tell want, you... You want a little harmonic distortion to make it sound good. Yeah. But, but here's I, I my overall tell point. You, so all these people fight about cables, like if someone asks I, I, about I cables... I heard it on a guitar podcast, and I was like, oh thing, my God, oh I know those God. guys. Or down the hole. Yeah. 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 So basically, yeah, they don't matter. I cut my they don't matter. No, so basically, what I do is my preamps and stuff and and stuff. They came with cords from the company. I just use those. Dude, I didn't upgrade them. I didn't change them. Man, most people anything. say you only need three or four cords. Oh That's no, true. you need gold. You got to have gold, song. shark. Gold, gold's song. the thing. Oh wait, not those kind of cords. <laughs> Well, here's here's the ultimate point, though. So I answered my Sweetwater guy's call because, you know, I mean, he's like one of the few people you can trust in the world <laughs> and call a friend. And uh, and so, you know, you always talk to them, see what they want, because, they're you know, they're always trying to sell you something, but they're real nice about it and make you feel good about yourself and, you know, ask you what you got coming up and like, you know, you know what I mean? And uh, so what dawned on me was this. Those guys are so good at customer service. Like, their training program has got to be just out of this world, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, if they would simply combine that with some, like, a mental health component, right? If we could turn the Sweetwater representatives <laughs> into You're mental right. health counselors. Because, right. I mean, every, every musician out there, every person buying something from them is a walking, you know, uh, mental health issue, right? <laughs> and it's like, I'm actually, this is one of the few people I'll answer the phone for. And if this guy can sell me some cool stuff that I need to make my music and say my stuff, and, mm -hmm. you know, I can also, you know, get off the phone feeling better about myself and, you know, have some positive change in my life, I fail to see a downside. 
<laughs> okay. I like it. I have to tell you, Let's this makes me it. think of something. I'm in. I have now found the w- w- maybe the worst job in the history of jobs in the world. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it is me. I had I'm to call people. If we were on the podcast, I'd said what I thought. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're going to love this. I had to call people and tell them that my mom had passed and that they had to cancel her accounts and bills. Right. And they and they send you to, they've got a name for it, some kind of specialist who deals with death. Mm. Right. And as soon as they answer the phone and you tell they're normal and then you tell them what you're yeah. calling about, they're like, uh, so they go from, hi, this is Robbie, can I help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Right, um, right. Yeah, they are trying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let's, uh, let's check and see what your mom owes and we can talk about how you'll pay that back. Right. And, like this. And, <laughs> and I'm oh, just like, what? I'm just like, man, with, f you, dude. So anyway, that which has is to be the worst because they got to try uh, to be nice. But they also the insurance want stuff. people, and you're like, give me my money. They're not nearly as nice. Yeah. As those people oh, are. absolutely. But no, these <laughs> now, people I have thought, to spend gonna, every day doing this. I was going to tell you, I thought you were going somewhere else with this conversation. And I had a genuine question for you. I thought oh, you were okay. going to say that you had, Teacher? and by the way, I'm very sorry for your loss, and we all are. And, yes. uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. And, um, uh, but my question was, you had to inform a lot of people about this. Yes. This is delicate. Is there, was the, is there a proper death emoji to send out? <laughs> I think. I, is it not that laughing think, skull I've been sending you guys? I think sharks, sharks slapping skull. Sharks, I thought that was what I was Sharks slapping skull would be the, the, the top emoji. Sharks, sharks send skulls all the time. Uh, there's, I send coffins sometimes. Uh, as, no, as I think a coffin would have been okay. Coffin right. would have been okay. To, to, to send out as the mourner or to send out <laughs> back as the um, mourner. Oh! Uh, I uh, think you, that's the you're right. Like so, someone could send a response like, "Oh, Robbie, I'm so sorry for your loss," and I could send back, "Thank you," and send back the, the laughing skull and a coffin. <laughs> I think both need to be dropped there. Well, you know, I think the better now. What question, if you, you know, tell is me what's not appropriate? Okay, go ahead. Yes, yes, that's what I want to tell. Right? I mean, <laughs> yes. what? Yeah, right. What are the so bad if you what send me? You well, send? you don't want to send the one where they're laughing and tears are coming out of their eyes. No. I don't think that would be good. No, no. Um, I don't think you Marks should send me an eggplant squirting. <laughs> what is, Although, what's that one mean? I'm surprised that's Bill my G salt. Didn't send me that's that my one. salt burn. <laughs> that's my salt burn reaction to a funeral now. <laughs> hey, here's the, the, what about the ghost? The ghost, oh, the ghost well, would be good. I think the ghost would be good. I mean, that goes I can either way. Mom didn't, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. I just coming in dark. I didn't want to. I didn't want to really ask, but I was. I did have jotted down oh. your death emoji question. I, I'm going through. The, I'm going through the emojis as we speak, and they got a middle finger one. I had no idea. Let me let so me say this. I, why don't people use the, that more often? Let me say this to the listeners out there: If anybody outside of my crew, Shark, Fresh, Koppel, BG, Brown. If anybody sent me this stuff, I'd probably kill them. But if any of you guys send it, I'm in tears laughing because I know your heart's in the right place and you're just trying to make me laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, think about what kind of humans we are, right? If anybody else, I mean, copy like, the other night dude, sends like, 
His, I'm on my his way. phone butt sends us a text, and what do we do? We literally dogpile on him twice. <laughs> and zero mercy. Popple could be dead having a stroke, <laughs> and then we're like going off on him. Yeah, we have no idea what he's doing. Twice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after we did it for a while, I love Shark immediately goes in and goes, dogpile! I also... <laughs> I, 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 I also love that our uh, text thread went dark for a few days. Right, and, right. And, it was literally yeah. going to crack the first joke. Koppel said to me, hey, I found this picture of a lot lizard. I think this ought to work. Nothing <laughs> 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 like a lot oh, gosh. Break the kitchen. <laughs> hey, by the way, Wait, we're 2021. Uh, <laughs> my name is Joseph E. Frisch, uh, the guy over there. I had a whole thing about how I just got back from D.C. It doesn't matter. It's the it's Doc Warren's third man. And Shark, what's going on? Doctor, we're, what's we're going on, boys? By the way, um, when we get to it, I've got a little bit of a hot take on our uh, exposing the northern exposure. Oh, okay, okay. I love it. But, but when uh, we get there. Okay. Um, I am, I'm happy to dive into it anytime. I always think we're a little better when we have something to focus on. Uh, have you guys seen the, uh, the Roadhouse trailer, though? <laughs> oh, my God. It's awful. It's so bad. It's so awful. Tell me. I, I saw it, but oh. I, I did not see the trailer, but oh. I know it exists. What's so, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I have no problem with. It oh. shows him. He's, like, slapping people. I'm like, okay, that's weird. It looks like it's shot, like, Entourage. I was like, does the director from yes. Entourage make this movie? Yes. Then, um, then the, everybody's, a key. You know, oh. everybody's favorite uh, walking Irish stereotype, Connor McGregor, comes in. Oh my! <laughs> and uh, starts just yelling and smashing things. Wasn't Ben's guitar? Jason or... Momoa, um, only <laughs> he's, even he's, worse. Yeah, she's an Irish Jason Momoa. <laughs> But Ben Gazzara was the bad guy in the original Roadhouse. Remember that? Who was a great yeah, yeah. bad He's guy. Great bad guy. He's driving all over the road. He's making people pay right, money. Right. He's snarky. Right. Jason Penny's came here because of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he he played a good psychopath, right? Yeah. yeah. He was a, yes. Yeah. Yes. He hired out the, ta- the, the people to hurt him. I don't know. Maybe there is that guy in the movie. But as soon as I saw the UFC guy, I was like, oh... Oh boy! I mean, take, think it this way: he was he he's he's so um, <laughs> disliked that UFC people thought he he was too much. Yeah. So they're yeah. not the most discerning bunch. During COVID, their biggest no. concern was like, does Joe Rogan have enough horse warmer? <laughs> so i mean yeah. uh, you know I, the guy is i don't want the guy in a movie basically is what i'm saying no uh, no and, and here here's one of my biggest problems shark um lay it on me and i'm being completely serious here about my problem in roadhouse one i don't care if you think it's a pos or what swayze plays this zen dude who believes violence is the very last thing you try to avoid it walk him like he gets cut be nice he's walking him out he's just to leave just to get him outside and leave while he's bleeding that's right and the way they have cut this is it looks like jake gyllenhaal is just itching to slap people around and make a point (laughs) Yeah, and it's no, like, no, okay, no, that's no, not that's not Dalton, was dude. about that the reluctant hero. Now Absolutely. I have heard that uh that they are as you know how Sam that uh Sam, our old buddy Sam Elliott 
was, yeah, sorry, was, was in the original, and uh, he they killed his character, so they can't Thought possibly come back. But I hear they're going to use him and then some type of like facial uh, blah, blah, blah AI oh, to bring Swayze back as like the Sam Elliott type character. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. You're so kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, wait a minute. I do no, have yeah. a serious question, though. I think they just thought of AI Swayze, you know. I, I, I do see that. have a serious you know, question. It's like a Star Wars this. movie, yeah. I just have him there have, looking over his have shoulder. You read, but, have you, you guys put, read the Turn big... him into a force ghost. And then all of a sudden you put Roadhouse. Roadhouse becomes Star Wars. Oh, Dalton, I've missed you. There's, by the way, if you could ever look up a scene from the new Hawaii Five-O where they try to back, bring bum, back bum, bum, the, bum, what's bum. his name digitally uh jack what's, oh shit what's his name star of the original anyway they bring him back digitally in a bar scene and it might be the worst looking thing that's ever <laughs> happened on television it looks like he's having a conversation with a, a dummy or say it's, it's beyond bad it's it's really amusing to look that up i might find a link to it sorry go ahead okay so have you heard like the serious Brouhaha about this movie. Uh, Hawaii Five-0? Uh, no, 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 no. no Roadhouse. No. <laughs> oh. So the oh. real brouhaha is no. Jake oh Gyllenhaal God. and a couple of them are angry because this is going straight to streaming. And they wanted a theatrical oh, release. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Doug Lyman said he was promised, release. but the people have actually released the uh, contract details, and they're so vague. If he really thought that of was promised, he's a complete moron. It was basically like, if we could make money off of this, we will release it to theaters. And then yeah. they went on to say, so we've did crunched the numbers, and we're not going to make any money off this if it goes right, to theaters right. um, because the cost is, is too much in advertising and all the blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Right. Um, I just so, had one of those uh, absolutely surreal. Um, what it, what post apocalyptic capitalistic hellscape are we living in? Moments. Uh -oh. So like we're talking, we're having this conversation. I'm recording on my iPad, and all of a sudden a little drop down thing pops up from Amazon Prime Video, and it's like, <laughs> watch the trailer and buy Roadhouse now. On Prime Video. <laughs> oh, I am no. not kidding you. As we're oh, talking, no. as we're having the conversation. I mean, I know oh, I know what's no. going on, but you know you got to be more sly yeah, than don't, that. Yeah, don't don't rub it in my face. <laughs> you know, you got. I mean, you got to come at me easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Oh, I didn't well, like that, fellas. I didn't like that either. So let's get into it, Amazon. Uh, you know we're, what we've been watching since you since you're right. here already. We want we're more Northern something. Exposure there, Amazon. We got three or so episodes of Northern Exposure. This is the part of the show I like to call exposing Northern Exposure. Now, I will say some of these first episodes have struck me a little rough. There's some uh, music that I uh, is missing that really hurt the show. Um, there's some uh, trends that they were... Uh, uh, paying homage to that were kind of fun. anyway i broke down each show a little bit scene by scene we can just go through if anything strike jumps out we'll talk about it if not we shall move so on. we're going through like three four and five yeah but yeah it's, yeah not super quickly but yeah if there, anything jumps yeah, no, out no, i'm with you so the first one we're doing here uh these are on amazon prime by the way uh check them out we're on season one <laughs> season one is really their Getting their toes wet. They are. Uh, kind you know, of right after you said that, the AI bot that's listening to us was like shrugging, <laughs> like, "Well, what do you want? <laughs> Literally, what do you want?" I just put it up there, man. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, this first season, they're really just kind of getting their toes wet. 
um, kind of uh, starting to finally explore some characters a little bit. Um, anyway, let's get into it. The episode uh, number was it three, I believe. Yeah, Soapy Sanderson starts off. Holy sh! Oh, beep that music. <laughs> Music. They keep using the dun 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 music. It drives me a little crazy. Maggie shows up to Soapy's, um, uh, hangs out with him. We see the dogs. Now here's something weird. You know what they tell you in uh, when they uh, when you're writing something, writing something. Um, uh, your main your protagonist to show that he's likable, he should like animals of some sort. That's where the old right, save, right. save the cat comes from. Did you notice that Fleischman does yeah. not like dogs? He's not. That's yeah. He's no. yeah. He's not they, a likable protagonist. They make him. I I don't think I've realized until this rewatch, and especially this pilot, how unlikable they make Fleischman. Like he is genuinely oh, yeah. unlikable. Oh, he's horrible. Yeah. He's horrible. He, yeah. He dislikes dogs. Like that's the, <laughs> the first thing. I'm, I'm going to use a word appropriate to him. He's mm-hmm. a schmuck. He is a schmuck. Right. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yep. In the next episode, you we well these these two episodes, we really see how far Fleischman will go to get what he wants. Um, so yeah, uh, she shows up. Uh, he's not feeling well. The airplane. Uh, Fleischman hates dogs. Uh, then we get this, which I think for 1990, the middle of summer 1990, is pretty progressive. That Maggie's stance on suicide. Yes. Uh, well, what was when, when was Kevorkian going on then? Was that not part of the I don't part think of what it was, we were talking about? I don't about? think that was happening yet. No, I think Kevorkian was Hang on, I, that. I thought that was, I feel like that's around that time. Yeah, that that's when whenever that they very well could I, be. I, I my belief was like, oh, that's probably the reason they're talking about this. Now, you know that what could I mean? be. That, because I don't know that. So, probably old. Uh, he was convicted for murder in 99. Okay. So, so when yeah, was he called Doctor Death? Doing? Um. So it looks like he started doing that stuff. All right. That let me stuff. see. I'm trying to get into this. I feel like he was so in the news. Remember, remember that was a that was a thing we talked about for a while. You he know? tried. Yeah. Um. For he tried the first four times in May '94 through '97. So this is actually okay. Pre- so no, this is this predates that. All right. Yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. Absolutely. That is. Yeah. It really jumped out at me. I was like, this is 1990, yeah. and uh, Maggie's taking this pretty progressive stance here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're not talking oh. about that that issue anymore, though, right? I mean, that's gone. No, I, I don't hear anybody. No, everybody's just got to suffer. Right. <laughs> yeah, just suffer well, and be, it's, it's and not be miserable. so much that we want you to suffer. We just don't care if you suffer. We just need you to pay. <laughs> you no, know, no, no, then, no. We want you to suffer pay. so we can keep charging you money. Well, I'm saying they don't really care what the result is on you. They just want to make sure the money's coming, right? And if right. you're dead, yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen. If you're dead, you can't pay. So let's, right, keep, right, them, let's right. keep them going. Exactly. Now, exactly. speaking of that, well, the next scene I don't think can think of is they're back at the brick, and they're reading the will because Soapy has uh, committed suicide. They're reading the will to the whole town, and I like that for one of the first times you get to see a lot of the town and, like, the regular actors that are going to be in the show. Yeah. Uh, now, what's great, Maurice is mad. Uh, that a dead man is taking up too much of his time. <laughs> yeah, and Maurice didn't get to call that meeting. He likes yes, calling he meetings. Yes, he didn't get to call that meeting. Uh, he is so like bothered. He has somewhere else better to be. Where it is, we never know. But he is he is right. so like oh like really this is still going. The music. He he's upset about the music. He tells he tells Chris. 
Not if he if he starts playing that music on the air, he's gonna be looking down so many double barrel shotguns. He'll right, blah blah blah. Right. <laughs> My favorite part there though is Maurice is going through. Uh, he's got a Furley Husky, uh, for Fairland Husky album. Furley, right? Yeah, he's got uh, a couple albums there. That's why he, I never go around mirrors. <laughs> Sorry. He's naming some you can't, songs. You can't mention Little Furlan without having somebody sing yeah. a verse of it. I thought Robbie was going to harmonize with me. He mentions two great songs here. Uh, he, he's a, he's just appalled by. The first one's called She's Acting Single and I'm Drinking Double. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one I actually know is I'm the only hell my mama ever raised. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're at an NRA convention, he tells Chris. Yep. You'll be looking so You know, I, we need to dedicate shows. an episode sometime to the, uh, you know, to the, the, I don't know if you want to call it hypocrisy, if you want to call it head-scratching, what you want to call it, of of Merle Haggard. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talk, about, talk about a guy who's like, you know what I mean? He's Thomas Jefferson-esque in his, you know... I, he didn't in not quite the same way, you know. I mean, you know, but, yeah, but I, I, yeah, there's I'm there's a there's a duality there that needs to be explored. For real though, yeah, I sing a few Merle songs. Some of them I change the lyrics in certain parts because right. I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> this is a perfect song except for this stupid this lyric here, right? Yeah, uh, uh, but then uh, you know, I mean, he's on a he's on a on a tune with you know Willie and Snoop singing about weed. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, right, Fleischman, so uh, Fleischman gets the him and Maggie because uh, he he likes Maggie. Oh, Soapy was kind of sweet on him. Fleischman and Maggie get the ground, and of course the natives come to Fleischman's um, office and offer him uh, some money, which he is going to jump at because he wants to get out of there. Anyway, do you guys notice there's some weird wipes that that ends pretty soon? <laughs> but they're using some weird like Star Wars wipes. I've not seen a wipe outside of Star Wars. No. I don't. I don't know when. Um, let's see here. Oh, oh, now this. I'm almost positive this has to be inspired by "Sex Lies" and videotape. The documentary crew showing up and it cutting back and forth to the black yes. and white um, video. I believe that was right around that time after Sex that Lies and videotapes. I know comes out in the late '80s because I was that, in a yeah, class on thinking. '80s pop culture and we watched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I really feel like that was the inspiration for this. You get Maggie doing the. Uh, You're you, the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see. Uh, I think I have some notes here. I think we get a Flashman rant. Um, yep, he's talking about his Manhattan education. We get at least two of that. I'm a doctor, <laughs> so we get a couple. I'm a couple, doctor. Couple of those references in there. Uh, he's trying to weasel out of his contract. We find out that Soapy was a professor. Yes. And, uh, which is pretty interesting. And, and he was like philosophy or something, wasn't it? Yes, I believe so. They were, he was a legend. Uh, yeah. Wherever he was from. and um, But uh, there's something kind of cool that gets planted here. And that is Ed's... Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I don't know what you want. It's his love of film being kind of. He's getting bit by the bug right here. And if you notice, here, they yeah. don't. They don't know the name of the searchers, which is, by the way, anybody that's ever been to film school knows the name of the searchers. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that part annoyed me. But Ed does, and I was like, oh, so Ed already knows the movies. Now he's figuring out, like, oh, you can do this yourself. Um. So anyway, I thought that was pretty fun. 
that you get Ed yeah, pulling them around, and he's really into it. <laughs> so. You know, to me, that was the uh, part of the rounding out of Ed as uh, as the original Abed character. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, right? it's his it's his origin story. Like exactly, he happens to be in this little town. Like these people come here. Uh, out of nowhere so we're back at uh fleischman's uh they get they get drunk right because he tells uh, he tells her that he's gonna give the land to the natives it's all the big deal because actually they're gonna pay him a, a bunch of money but then we get the uh the weird like it, it, it's like we cut to the movie and uh fleischman's reading the quote by chief seattle Mm-hmm. Right, and then Maggie comes in and finishes the quote, and they use the room audio. And uh, just before that, Ed's asking them, "Why are you not using lights?" Blah blah blah, and he says, "I want it to be as real as possible. I'm going to use it." Blah blah. And when they cut to that scene, they're using room audio, which means they're not nobody's mic. They're just just whatever mic they had closest there is picking up the audio, and she sounds really bad. And, right. Uh, um, I I just thought that was cool that they told you um, how how to make something feel realistic and then they showed it to you and it does suddenly you're like whoa what is this this feels weird and then you're back out on the street and uh, Flashman and her are fighting because she found out that he's a scumbag and he was trying to sell the land for the what is oh, it, for yeah. the rights to this group. <laughs> yeah, I love tribal people. We should return the land to them, but I'm going to make profit off of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's and I I don't I don't I don't know that I I don't know what I would do different. So it's it's stupid to be critical, but mm-hmm. their relationship, the way that it develop, the way that it develops, and the way that they go at each other. I don't know it. it Maggie and Joe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you, well, you know, because I mean, there's she obviously is trying, a, a nod to episode. moonlighting. Yeah, but, you know. she is trying to find something to liken him, though, in this episode. Right, right, like, that's she, true. Right, that's she true. goes over there and like she has found like, well, maybe he's not as crappy as I think he is, and he's shown this right. sweet side. Um, and luckily, he blows it because Flashman blows everything. <laughs> right, <laughs> and uh, and he and he gets up and leaves, which later it comes back later in another episode that we'll talk about in just a bit. But that's pretty much the episode, right? Chris, uh, yeah, gives some advice. Um, so I don't know if I have that in my little sheet here does chris give some advice you know, i don't i think it was oh this yes episode. he does chris gives the thing about how country music is a microcosm of existence do you remember this part i yeah, i do yeah I, I can't remember it quite now i jotted it down a couple it was too long ago when i wrote it down for my brain to uh to, for to kick that in the exact speech he does um about what you do when you get there i have um but yeah that's about it chris gives some advice it wraps up nicely the music's horrible again um, and then I have Ed. It says Ed says she kissed you, and that's the end of the episode. Um, all right, let's the, get into uh, the thoughts on it. I Anybody? It was, any extra thought? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think it was either this episode or the next one, um, and I just hadn't noticed it before. So you get, you know, the added apostrophe s on Sahara's Cafe, right? Yeah, um, Ro- Rosalind's. Yeah. Uh, Roslyn's, yeah. yeah. But you also, um, as it flashes by uh, Joel Fleischman, 
It's mm-hmm. Joe, and they added the little L. Oh yeah! It was like you know the first time I saw that, and I think it was one of these few. It was three or four. Yes. The first time I saw it, I just died. I was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't notice that. And I believe <laughs> you can still see the old sign somewhere, like the mining company, like it says somewhere what the built what <laughs> right way on what it be. actually was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if no more thoughts, the next episode is getting thicker. They slow down in this one. They're like, let's uh, let's dig into some characters. That's episode four called Green Schemes. What's it called? <laughs> that's not quite right. Dream Schemes and Putting Greens, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Joel's out golfing, and you get this beautiful shot of, like, oh, man, this is what you get to walk around in. <laughs> it looks pretty pretty great. Um, then, uh, man, there's so many. I have a category, guys, called is inappropriate, and there's so many inappropriate things in this episode, mostly about Maurice and the Japanese businessmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he is <Yeah>. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, yeah, pretty much the anything that has to do with anything about that plot line was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean it there was not a lot wasn't that was brutal, but man, it was there. Oh Come yeah, on, yeah. well, I mean, he, he tells Joe like never bring up Pearl Harbor, the movie, and then does, and then he immediately <laughs> the does. <movie. laughs> <laughs> the movie. Oh wait, not Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Here, like, oh, here's. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he mentions right. it. Yeah, but he, then he then he brings it up. That yeah, I don't even want to say what he says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get Maurice and uh, this whole thing, and you see how he's how he's pretty gung ho. But as soon as he hears the news. <laughs> That, uh, but as soon as he hears the news that Marie, uh, that Shelly is pregnant, he just oh my, he oh yeah, bottoms he goes out. off the rails. He bottoms yep. out, and that's why he immediately starts like tanking the deal. He is not happy with himself, and he is going to tank that deal no matter what happens. No, absolutely. I love it. Shelly's like, I haven't had a period. Uh, in two months, blah 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 blah. Like so obvious, you're pregnant. You get to know Shelly just a little bit. Um. Uh, uh, then Maurice's whole thing is about bonding. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I have that all we, we are talking about. But the golf course gets laid out for these guys. Shelly's dad meets Holling, which is a pretty uh, interesting. That's that's a weird <laughs> yeah, that, that dude story was something line. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. You kind of get to see where Shelly came from. I don't think it was uh, the greatest place. No. Uh, um, what's your thoughts on Shelly right now, being this far in, Rob? Thoughts on Shelly? Does she annoy you? Is she um, is she funny? Is she, I mean, I wouldn't say she annoys me. She seems mm-hmm. like an empty vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 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 but... Um, I was kind of impressed. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too much here, but you know when when things go down badly for her, mm-hmm. and she starts chucking glasses. I, I liked her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that when they're drinking sake, uh, Joel uh, Maurice leaves them. That they offer him a drink, and he says, 
Warm liquor gives me gas. Gives me gas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which right? might be the greatest ever. He also calls them Wing and Wang at one point. Yeah. <laughs> we have a uh, church, uh, the first of many, I will tell you this. The first of many, Shelly and Holly almost getting married. Right. Um, oh, man. Episodes. Oh, man. Um, we get to see Joel being happy for a minute because he thinks he's getting out of his deal. He's a whole new guy. Oh, um, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, but yeah, I just had, yeah, when Shelly finally attacks Holland because of Holland's just like nonchalant um, <laughs> attitude when he returns. Now, did you like in this episode the fact that we actually get a little bit of background on Holland? We're starting to, yeah. um, we're actually yeah. actually starting to know the characters a little bit and he talks a little bit about his father and the longevity, which comes into play a lot yeah. in this show, is the, the odd longevity that runs. <laughs> I just love how I just love how um, Joel has to do the math for him. Like, if you live to 100 and something, she'll be 63. You're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, you're, you're going to be just But he's fine. not sure. But he's yeah, not sure. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he's going to bang her to death because apparently they just <laughs> have the most active, active sex life you've ever seen, um, which, gets, <laughs> which gets more and more also as we go along. Um, does Maurice have a beef with any character? Uh, I, don't, I don't think. Oh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, at some yeah, point, Maurice's. Maurice has got a problem with everyone. <laughs> he's like festivals uh, well, at the, times, the... man. <laughs> Read at the wedding and all that. <laughs> now, what did you think? I'm skipping around a lot here. I got, um, uh, but I have to get to this because, first of all, when Shelly shows up at Maurice's house, and he is the biggest creep. Yeah. And he says, "Come home to daddy." You want me to say the words for you? And he says, yeah, right. "Come home to daddy." He always refers to her as Miss Northwest Passage, which I love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it just me, or is there? Did it feel like Trump at those beauty pageants back in the eighties? That is one hundred percent. I was gonna say Maurice is such a like well written character yeah. of that nature for the time. Yeah, um, incredibly entitled rich white dude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now we also get Baby some boomers, first, man. Some of my first oh, yeah. uh, uh some of the first Shelly lingo. This show is full of what I call Shelly lingo, which people didn't talk like it, but she says it. And she says uh, the term carrying a major blowtorch. <laughs> I'm no longer carrying yeah, a major right. blowtorch for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, torch, I right? love, love, love this scene because the Japanese businessmen see him begging her and or just walk in and laugh and about how weak he is and they just leave. <laughs> Right, and like yeah. really make fun of it. And that one dude talk. Yeah, the one dude's been hosing him the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as he leaves, he's like, "You should have just told her yes." But then, mm -hmm. what did you think when we finally heard Maurice singing at the wedding? Oh, God, I thought. So okay. But, yeah, I thought he was going to have some beautiful voice that yeah. I didn't know about, and then it was just horrifying. And I'm like, so bad. is she trying to? mess with him or 
I don't is know. This still like she, is this like she has feelings? No, I don't loves, know. He, I don't now know. he loves his show tunes, man. Yes, no, because later uh, Holland says Maurice was up there warbling and just everything was right in the world. Yep. <laughs> so they love so it. So is it just that he's this rich, powerful dude and this is stuff he does and they were just well, trying to honor it? I think it's I think it's got more to do with the fact that you know hey look th- you know we're we're a community and we're pretty got to be pretty self reliant mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the idea of like you know your spaceship breaks down and we can all we either get pissed or we can fix our spaceship you know what I mean because yeah right you know, there's no way out of this so I think that it's you know it's like well you know excluding people and pushing people out of the community just because we don't like certain things about them um, that's true you know is Very wrong true. you know and and right. you know, that's that's kind of the that's kind of what I get. Is just the big sense of the show, you know. I mean, it's it's uh, you know even Fleischman adapts to some degrees, you know. What I mean, nobody mm-hmm. he never does, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, think, I, I think ultimately that's one of the big messages of the show is this, this is a community, and you know at the end of the day we have to forgive a little, and you know we have to you know sometimes <coughs> we're going to be the jerk, and sometimes somebody else is going to be the jerk. Right. And mm-hmm. that's Nobody's okay. perfect, and we accept and move on. Right. Yeah. The yeah, show. I like the, that. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, the show ends, of course, with the great 90s rotary phone being dialed yes. by Fleischman uh, waiting for his fiance across the world to answer. And don't we also find out that the Japanese dude spoke English the whole time? Yes, I believe right. so. Right. Yes. Um, let's right. see here and for the show. everything that he was saying. Yes. <laughs> Maurice is saying, Jesus. Yep, yep. the whole time. <laughs> let's see here. Let's go down the tally chart. Did we have any Fleischman Ryan's rants? Did he mention his education or New, or New York? I have yes. He's talking about his yeah, college yeah. peers. It starts off with him about his college peers <laughs> and uh, how they're playing golf, and you have to play golf in order to move up the, the corporate ladder of doctors in New York. And right. Here he is stuck in beautiful Alaska. Um, I have, yeah, no, that was the last episode. No, no Chris philosophy, no Maggie O'Connell rant, no references from Ed on TV. We had one, uh, searchers for episode two. None on this one though. Maurice's beef. Absolutely. He's got a beef with, uh, Shelly. <laughs> pretty much everybody. <laughs> and the Japanese businessman. Um, no stories from whirlwind, uh, magic realism. Nope. None, none there at all. Uh, uh, inappropriate. Lots of things did not hold up. Um, lesson. I think the lesson. I think Shark covered it pretty nicely. Um, town meeting. Was there a town meeting? No, no mm. town meeting. <laughs> no, well, the they were all the they were all in the church. Count. The wedding. Yeah, right? So I would say that yeah. counts. All yeah, right. I think so. Now let's move on to where they're actually. What did you guys think before I get into it? Of Russian flu. What's your thoughts on Russian flu? It, it was it was a weirder one. It was it's a little harder. I mean, maybe I was just distracted. A little harder to get through. Uh, it took me, you know, like I watched part of it and then I went and finished it. Okay, Rob, thoughts on Russian flu? So that's what I was gonna kind of say as well. The first three episodes were bangers for me. Mm-hmm. Like I just loved them. Four and five, I felt very slow. Okay. I was like, okay, they are very, they but are slow. I give. Yeah. Every first season has to have this. Every yeah. first season has to have those episodes where you got to find out some other stuff to set everything up coming later. Mm-hmm. These exactly. two felt yeah, like set up. Like, yeah, I, you uh, can't have what's coming without episode yeah. five. Yeah, I'll give I, you an I example. Say, um, uh, we'll go ahead. Yeah. Do it. Well, I fell asleep the other night during True Detective. Had nothing to do with the show. Everything just what's sure. going on in life. Yeah. Yeah. Sam stayed awake and watched it. 
and she got me up to go to bed and I said, was it great? She goes, felt like a lot of exposition. I was like, okay, because the first two were bangers. So we yeah. were going to have to have that episode where we slow down and set up yeah. some other stuff. Yeah. So I'm not off the show at all, but I was like, man, you came in so hot. Now it's I will been pulled say, by, by, I will say by season two, they are much better soprano style of having 12, di- not 12, eight different stories going simultaneously yeah. in a show. Um, not all that, you know, all the time, but they're much better at getting every a bunch of characters involved in one episode. Right. So it's not just this person centric, um, et cetera. Right. But uh, Russian flu, I liked. I thought they stretched their uh, legs out in Russian flu. It's the first time we get any um, sense of something's off, a sense of magical realism. Uh, they break the fourth wall not once but mm. twice, which mm-hmm. happens on occasion on this show. We'll do that. I did not remember it happening this early. But Dude, they, I'm starting to think that that this is like you know Dan Harmon. You know, was like, all right, I'm gonna Northern Exposure is my is my <laughs> foundational baseline, and I, that's where I'm I, going from here. I say it's the uh, it's the changing line of uh, of of TV. Um, I mean, we've got Abed, we've got the concept of community, community, yep, and you know, and now we're introducing you know, yeah. Uh, it's, now yeah, I I, think I have it. a theory. <clears throat> I have a theory. There's a part of this episode. Well, let's, I'll get to it when we get to it. Um, we got Flashman in his cabin. Now, this first song, y'all, is one of the first one times that I was like, whoa, that's the wrong song. <laughs> so when, okay. Flashman's, when Flashman is getting ready to, because Elaine, uh, his fiance, is coming to town, he's getting ready, he's getting dressed, and the song <laughs> they're playing... <laughs> It's not. It should be. Um, who I think it's who wrote the book of love. I think is what it's supposed to be. Or it's um, who put the bump, put the bump, the bump, the bump. Who put the bang in the bang, the bang, okay. the bang. Who put the, yeah. It's that. It should be that song. And it's just a weird generic version. <laughs> they got of a song <laughs> that uh, was not uh, was not that great. Um, they got we, the they got the guys that uh, the bastardizers. Remember that they were the band on Casey that did the elevator from hell. <laughs> I don't remember you that can, at all. You don't remember that sad band uh-uh. that was it was so uh, morning zoo radio prank, and you know it was it was the greatest of all time. It's like you'd have two callers, and the prize was you know ninety five dollars Casey ninety five. And okay. they would, they had a band called the Bastardizers, and they <laughs> would, you know, turn pop, you know, rock songs into uh, elevator music. And they would play a clip of it, and whoever guessed what song it was first, you know, won the prize. But the, th- the thing is, they never played the chorus or the verse or the hook, you know what I mean? It was always the most obscure part of the song, you know, type of thing. So it was, right. you know, it was actually challenging and fun, and it was, yeah, it was great to play along with it, and yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I uh, I think I've heard of the them, elevator never, from hell. I've, I, yeah, I think I heard the commercials for it probably because I know the yeah. I know it, but I don't I don't know it by any. Well, means. And they ran it about twenty minutes before the first bell rings, so you could sit in the parking lot and you know get ah. yourself ready for the day and listen to Elevator from Hell and you know and then they usually put on uh, some cool jam right after that and then you'd be like rolling in like it was the seventies or something you know. Well, I would listen to old Frank <laughs> Opinion for the joke of the day. 
<laughs> in the morning. Um, What'd you listen to on the way to school, Rob? I usually just listen to CDs, depending on the that makes year. sense. I see that. Like for instance, as soon Rob's as like, spring you ain't would start no rolling in, with my morning music, man. Exactly. When <laughs> when um, when spring would start rolling in, I would start jamming my morning song by Black uh, Black Crows on the way to school. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, you know stuff like that. Or if I was really pissed off, I'd play Tool or Metallica, which means mm-hmm. I was playing it pretty much every day. Right. Right. Uh, right. Right. But no, I didn't listen. Now later in life. When I was working outside construction, in the mornings, um, when I was on a spray crew, it was a two-man crew, and we'd take turns. And so in the morning, my foreman would let me drive the truck so I could listen to Bob and Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah. They did that. And then, in the yeah. afternoons, I would spray. So I always thought that was nice of him. He would let me do it then <laughs> so I could hear yeah. Bob and Tom and then go from there. That's pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Captain you know, back Dildo, then, morning yo-ho. radio, and then I get into the uh, get into the, to the uh, tape tape collection, you know, by by lunchtime, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <coughs> that boss sounds like a real uh, Maurice Minifield there to you, <laughs> to your ass. Hey, by the way, uh, I got to tell you so, something that I thought was so damn genius and funny. Is when they call the when Maurice calls the meeting to go off mm-hmm. on Joel. Yep. And they cut to Maurice and his hair is crazy. <laughs> and he looks psychotic. Yeah. And they all start going off. And I love how these people start talking smack about Glasnost, about Perestroika. Right? Oh my God. I was like, this yeah. is so As soon as they great. hear Russian flu, they just jump to so many conclusions. <laughs> oh, so fast. So what's going on in the, the show? Way, if you're if you've not watched it, is they all get this all get sick when Fleischman's fiance shows up. He can't have any time with her because the entire yeah. town has a flu. Fleischman mentions it might be Russian, possibly. And they fly <laughs> well, the no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't even say that. No, he, he just says remember, it could be. All he says is no. All he says is they're like, well, how's, how do flus get their name? And he's yeah, like, there's three. Well, they usually yeah. name them from the point of origin, and he literally just starts naming off different yeah, he countries. Names four. Yes, like, and, he, four. and he just and Russia just happens to be one of them. They're like, so what you're saying is, and he's no, like, but no, but no, no, some no. woman asks him that she asks him, so it could be Russian, and he just all yes, after he says, he says it, yes, he, he all oh, says, yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah, like, could well, be. yeah anywhere, it could be, yeah, but like you know, not thinking it's going to cause him. Meltdown. But I, I mean, you know, like, they, like, they do you know that how many? Just I've never the, trusted. They like Indiana Jones, <laughs> that joke in under the wall of of history. You know what I mean? That joke would have been more, way more appropriate in '87. By '90, I mean the wall had already fallen. I mean you got one more year of Soviet Union. Why? Well, yeah, and, you know, they did. They I were like I mean, Indiana like, Jones pulling you know their hat off. How many Americans? That shag. At that point, had no idea about Perestroika or Glasnost. None of this stuff. That's I remember true. Bob Frakes it's, teaching us that in government. I mean, they and made those same jokes on, the, on head of the class, you know, five yeah, years yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah. and but they I were mean, like, timely. <laughs> yeah, and here's well, these bumpkin-esque, redneck-esque out, uh, Alaska folks. I mean, by ninety, we were no longer afraid to get Just bombed, straight bring you know? it. <laughs> I what does Ed say when he gets back to Flashman's? He says, "You, uh, you really did 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 okay up there." And yeah, he's like, you well, Tucker's house, that was horrible. And he's like, oh, you held your own. And 
And I learned a lot. What does he say? He says, I never knew that there's a power struggle or something. Yes, yeah. And he mentions like a name that I never would have thought of. Oh, uh, no, yeah, drop there's off. a power the struggle between them. He's like, I didn't know there was yep. a struggle between Andropov and, and Gorbachev. Yeah, Andropov yeah, yeah. was the guy, guy before Gorbachev, right? Yeah, he does. He dives into like the last 20 years of, uh, of Soviet history. Yeah, so you know? this, this is like deep. a very serious conversation we missed out on that got yes. into the geopolitics. That's how deep they got. <laughs> the Soviet Union. <laughs> it was like a Doonesbury <laughs> moment. I, you know, they had a butterfly yeah. floating through this, you know, the scene. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. But, man, I'm telling you, boys. When they cut to Maurice, I just died laughing. <laughs> His hair, because he's always so, like, completely looks like Maurice. Yeah, hair well, he's, a le- he's a leatherneck. He's always shaved. Yeah, hair's absolutely. Like, and he just looks like Brewskis don't crap. take a dump without a plan, son. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> looks so bad. <laughs> That's actually. Oh, I, I, do you think? How many things has do you think he's got cast for when they're like, uh, "Hey, we're looking for a Fred Thompson type." <laughs> hey don't we forget get, uh, he was the uh he was the general in war games i know right. that's what i'm saying that's, right. that's exactly yeah. you know yeah. he's he's been in all kinds and, and i think i told you um i love that he was a, a really big player in the last i don't know season or so of better call saul that's right yeah the, the whole, the whole war game things is how but, i yeah. picture him yeah you know like how yeah. i picture I, I picture aflac as obanion you know, <laughs> maybe okay, wrongly right. on my part, but you know that, that yeah, that's how I picture uh, picture Maurice is always as the general in war games. Right. <laughs> we get uh, I I I see I'm such a northern I can't this is this is him through and through I picture him and his leather uh, NASA <laughs> jazz jacket. <laughs> um, but we get Ed filling in uh, at K Bear very poorly. He does a, a Good Morning Vietnam. Right. Thing. I've always wanted to do this. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we get another uh, wipe, another Star Wars style wipe, um, and we get one of the yep. first Marilyn uh, big episodes where she has Hi Ohio mm-hmm. Whipsunayo. Yeah, the, the stuff that Joel. Yeah, where just, we. I love that we're never told what it is. No, no. We it, know it, it smells like. It feces. does really. It does really, really seem like though that it's poop. Because um, yeah, like, you know, the whole beginning dumb. of the yes. thing, yeah, they yes. never tell us what it is, but you know. Yeah, he says it, it looks like, like it, and it smells like it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it looks. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it it's cut like with a little mud or something crap, like that. It smells but, like crap. Yes, he calls crap. it. He calls it moose I mean, hey, He calls it animal we, byproduct. We overthrew the government of Guatemala on far less evidence than we have on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So of course, uh, Elaine then gets sick. Flashman never gets to see uh, uh, consummate his visit with his fiance. Um, we get back to the office. Marilyn has treated everyone with hi Ohio. <laughs> um, and then, of course, what happens? Joel gets sick. Now, here is the first, like, weird what's going on. And I I was in for it. I really liked yep. it. Uh, that's the Joel dream. Is it flu? Right. Is it flu-based? Uh, is it the yeah. outcome of the flu? But we get this dream of him in New York where all everybody's there, but they're all playing different people. And uh, this happens a few the times doorman. without the show. The doorman. 
Um, there was one particular yeah, episode where somebody drinks some Indian remedy, some 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 native remedy medicine, and like the entire episode is a hallucination. I won't say any more than that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you get uh, all of that. Uh, you get, uh, of course, the wonderful reveal that his fiance in his dream is his sister, and his wife is. Maggie O'Connell looking great in a uh, yeah. pilot outfit. <laughs> looking even better when she takes yeah, it off. Yeah, she's anyway. hot. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, and then we find out it's all a dream. At one point, Joel even says to the... He, like, literally looks to the camera and says, when I wake up from this dream. You're right. <laughs> and then I think he might even reference the audience at one point, knowing it's a dream. Um, right. All pretty good stuff. Uh, finding out then, cut to next morning, he could not perform <laughs> with his <laughs> wife when he finally had the chance. Um, we get Chris returning to the radio, thanking Ed, which is pretty fun. And then the weird scene of uh, everyone apologizing at the bar and acting like Fleischman did such a great job. After yeah, right, were yeah. Monsters doing uh, two days ago. <laughs> right. Which... Maurice tells his fiance how great he is, and he had the he had the pick of the litter. Uh, another passive aggressive. Uh, <laughs> pick Joe Fleischman, <laughs> our beer boy Fleischman. You did good. This is something fucking stupid. Um, or not stupid, but uh, but yes, uh, a, a real turn. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> okay, now remind me, what's the Native American girl's name? Maryland. Marilyn. Is Marilyn ever going to talk much, or is she always going to be like the quiet one? She's very quiet. She's kind of like Silent Bob. When she talks, that's what I usually, assumed. It's usually very right. important. Um, right, now she will right. say little lines. You, I think, is it the end of this episode? There's a part in this episode where, oh, he says, "What's in it?" And she says, "Yeah, I know, but you don't want to know." That's that's all. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is he finally paying her, or is she still working for free? No, I think he's he's paying her. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he stopped saying there's no job. There's no job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think she's being paid. Um, now, here's the weird, weirder part of the episode. And I have a theory about this. <coughs> I'm pretty sure this, epi- the, this part of the episode is just an homage to Twin Peaks. I think Twin Peaks was out at this time. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. And they literally were like, let's have some fun in this episode we're really stretching our legs in it let's pay a weird homage to twin peaks because this episode's already weird let's just double down on it <laughs> right so you I get had this the same trip feeling to um you get this trip to holland's favorite panoramic view and it's foggy much like it was here a week ago you could you couldn't see anything you could see nothing and it's just them and holling is having a weird conversation uh, about I I can't even remember what he's talking about. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> um, then they even talk about the log lady. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say who is that? Then whatever. And they they I think she's holding the log. And then I think Fleischman references music. He's like, what's that music? <laughs> which sounds like thumb. Which sounds like finger snaps. And they like they start doing yeah. it. It's, yeah. It gets, yeah. It, gets, yeah. it gets real weird. Um, Fleischman once again breaks the fourth wall. I don't remember what he says exactly. Uh, uh, Holling is talking about creation myths and where creation myths came from. Yeah, yeah. 
suddenly, Fleischman just suddenly is like, stop it, just take this picture. And all of a sudden you see a negative frame of the scene. I don't know if you guys even caught it. It was just a, a 1 16th of a, a second, probably. But you, there's a negative yeah. frame of the picture. I pops remember on, that. Pops on screen. <laughs> now, I, I, have I, a, don't I have a theory that this was an early show. The first three, two or three shows, like you said, Rob, pretty much bangers. I think a bunch of people told other people, you need to watch this show called Northern Exposure. And it happened to be on this episode they started watching it. <laughs> and I think because if you talk to a lot of people, they will say, I remember trying that show and it was like weird, like Twin Peaks. Right. And I honest to God think they watched this one episode and was like, oh, it's like Twin Peaks, not even realizing right. they were just being like, let's be It'd weird. Be like. It'd be like if you saw the one Simpsons episode that was Twin Peaks. Yeah, or right. one community episode of a certain season. You'd be like, oh, well, that show is a parody of this other well, thing. Well, that's, uh, yeah, right. yeah, that's just Law and Order parody, or that's just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, have I talked and then, about... It's, and, and by the way, they prefer the term homage. Oh yes. By the way, I, I, on Peacock, I, I was bet, looking around I bet there would the be pissed day. if that wasn't said. <laughs> I was looking around on Peacock the other, the other day, looking or speaking of Law and Order, and I see that Law and Order. Hey, bum, we're out of time bum, for the radio bum. show. By the way, we're gonna get dirty here. Adios, everybody. We will see you next time. Um, oh, we're all right. We're we're back to the podcast. Oh, mother. Fucking yes. Law and all Order, right. it is, Fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> so Law and Order. I'm glad I'm off the air to say this. I see Law and Order is still going. It's 25th year. I'm like, what oh the my. fuck? They're like special fucking season, Law and Order, uh, fucking blah blah blah, Livia, Ice T. So I, I'm like, I gotta see what's happening on Law and Order 25 years in. I put it on, pretty much the same, except for, I might get in trouble for this. Ice T has gotten so fucking white. He's whiter. Than a, he is whiter than a fucking. I thought they, I thought they put Michael Jackson's doctor in. Prison. Dude, he's whiter than a fucking Canadian banjo players convention. He's fucking white. <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. I have to ask a question for clarification. The whitest motherfucker. Do you mean white as in pigment or white yes. as in behavior? White. Oh, he still talks exactly the same. He's still like. Oh, awesome! Because I love iced tea being iced tea. Okay. No, he's still being like somebody's been raped. Somebody over here. He's like just saying mm -hmm. obvious shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everybody else, can see. anybody can see. But he looks—he's fucking white. He's the whitest fucking guy on the show, man. You think Olivia, he's sick? Olivia's nah, darker that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> he, he fucking looks horrible, man. Michelle <laughs> thinks that he was never black. That he was Puerto Rican. <laughs> It's a oh, sham. Ice tea is a sham. Sometimes he gets lighter. Biracial, as, as they, like, could he be biracial, so, black and white? Well, I mean, no, I don't sure. know. Puerto Rican people. Okay, can, I think can I think this might be the one that does sometimes. it. Okay. But anyway, uh, Ice Tea, Law and Order. <laughs> you think think it's that Spanish Don coming out in him? Yes, I think so. He's also got a little round, kind of orange-shaped head now. He's like fucking Carl Pilkington now, but 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 whiter. <laughs> This will be yeah. This is the one. This, this is the one that'll do it. And help him out. Well, the the cop killer is now a fucking white as shit cop. <laughs> do you know that I've never ever seen 
an episode of that show. What the ever? Ever? My son was here. <laughs> ever, of any, of any ever. ever? Of any long I've, I've never seen the entire show. I'll tell you what, if you the, watch about six original, of them, you've seen them all. Yeah. It, the, it, the, just, it never sounded interesting. It sounded like, like the most procedural, done a million <laughs> oh, yeah. times cop show yeah. I've ever yeah, heard of. Much. And it's like, yeah. no thanks. It, it, like, if I'm going to watch a cop show, I want The Shield. I want The Wire. I want something I've not seen. You don't want uh, Ice-T walking is... into a scene of, like, sadomasochism, some death, and he'd be like, no. BDSM? What the hell's that? You're like, really, motherfucker? You've never heard of this? You're a fucking New York I mean, cop on the beat for 12 fucking years? Is that the show with that music everybody talks about? Bum, bum. Like, dun, 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 yeah. Dun, yeah. Bow, but, yeah. But, dude, bum, bum. here's the thing. That's it. Said, I'm not advocating you watch any of it at this point. No. Yeah, I'm no. not being the, mean. The, I'm not the, being the mean. Original, I'm just saying I never watched it. The original Law & Order, the, you know, with Boomers what, this Jerry... Jerry Donahue or whatever. What was that guy's name? You know, the, oh, yeah, yeah. the guy from a dirty dancing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, Jerry exactly. O'Connell. Right. Jerry Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah. 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 Right. Baby's dad. So Wait, that's, that right. series right there was done about as well as you could possibly do a series like that. And had you yeah. had okay. that and left it alone and walked away from it, it'd been, it'd been great. But all the rest of it was like, how can we sensationalize this? How can we keep people interested? How can we, you know what I mean? So right. the, the first one was, it's exactly what you said, Robbie. It's a, proce- I mean, really procedural show. That's all it was about. And it was great if you wanted to watch that. It was as well done as you could do that thing, right? But, yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, I, remember no... those, I remember those early ones being entertaining. They were often torn from the headlines. That was their big thing. Well, they, they were, started. yeah, that was the whole, that was their whole thing is they were all real cases, right? They were yeah. all real And they still are, that apparently. That's, that's still the thing that comes on uh, begin, uh, before it. Um, and it was, yeah, I, I remember watching it when it, when it began. And that's why I was like, it's, I couldn't believe the SVU was still on. Um, yeah, so I, I had like, I had you know, about six months, you know, where like I watched it and then moved on. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is good for a while. It's entertaining. And then, yeah, that's enough. Yep. It's half law, half order. All exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, half law, uh, half order. Elaine, uh, Elaine leaves. We get the, uh, the weirdness. Flashman's fiance is gone. Will we ever see her again? What do you think, Rob? She's gonna come back. Bum, bum, bum. I think so. So I think she'll come back every so often just to shake things up. But I don't think I'm gonna see her a lot. Okay, that's Rob's prediction. Um, I don't know uh, what episodes are after this. What's coming? I don't know what six and seven are about. So I'm pretty. Interested Isn't there only eight episodes in the first season? It's I was real short. Say, yeah, we're only three away from this first season. Um, okay. And when it gets greenlit for that next season, um, I feel like it's when it really is like, hey, we uh, we have some time. We have we have many episodes to work things out. We're gonna so. do what we want. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets a lot more. I don't want to say serious, but it, it gets more. It's it gets better as it goes. I will say that. Yeah, I think it probably hits its peak around season five, more or less. Would um, you say it that, hits its twin peak at that point? <laughs> 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 Triple <laughs> twins um, <And> twins. <laughs> no, you just you uh, get the characters developed to a point where everything's not about a doctor who got stuck somewhere. Yes, and it, it becomes one of those shows where a character doesn't even have to say anything, and you know 
what that character is thinking to a point. Right. You know what I mean? Like when when Maurice is in a situation, you you, you know him so well that you're like, oh no, this isn't going to go well. He's just met this gay guy. You know, whatever it might be. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah. Um, or or something could be really funny because someone might just say something very subtle, but you know them well enough that you understand exactly what they mean by right. that subtle thing. Um, right. Yeah. It's going to get better and better. Like I said, I don't know what is yet to come on this season. Uh, so, I'm interested in, hey, so by oh, next yeah. week, watch two more. Yeah, if you can. I would love or do we try to, to finish it? Three episodes left. We got a week to finish it. Um, or is that rushing too much for you, Joe? I don't care. I follow. I did three this week, so I don't care. We could do three this week. To get get Shark, through that first. It might be nice. Or is that too much? Too much? This week? I'll do my well. I'll do my best. I'll guarantee two, okay. and I'll shoot. I'll try. For I was going to say I'm going to do two for sure, but I might try sneaking that. Yeah, finale I was going to say I'll I imagine two. it's going to build to where I want to see the finale. Like, how's this going to resolve? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, I don't want to necessarily yeah. have to wait for the finale. Yeah, I am too. I've I've rewatched this show countless times. However, I genuinely skipped the first season. <laughs> It's one of those, okay. like, you know, you know, no, you, know what you, you already know that stuff. It's like the Simpsons and, yeah. or something. Well, like, you're not I'm not, I mean, that. I'm not comparing the quality of shows, but I skip heavily the first season of Entourage, just a certain episodes oh, yeah. and moments. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, the second season it picks up and gets a little stronger to me. Man, Rob, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to change the subject real radically just because I think you, I've told you a couple times about this, but I just want to, I'll lay it, lay it out for you. There's yeah. A show I, a show I like called Stick the Landing. And it's on a uh, feed called Pres- Prestige TV. Is the feed you'll okay. find it on. Anyway, uh, they do finales. Every episode is a finale of a show, and they break down that finale of a show. Okay. And they talk about did it stick the landing, and they did the finale of Mad Men the other day, and I found it. Yeah, fascinating. didn't they say that they thought they stuck the landing? Yes, and like one of the guys... I haven't watched it yet. You sent that to me. I'm going to, I swear, because you know I love that um, show. Because I'm um, really mixed on that ending, how I feel about it. Well, so here's the thing. Like, Andy is one of my favorite podcasting guys. Like, I usually dig his opinions, even if I don't agree with him. And he had this whole take on it being... um, He, like, read this tweet he wrote the night of it saying, like, I love Mad Men. I will always love Mad Men. It is the greatest show ever written. But that finale was undeserved. Blah, like you know, he had a bunch of negative things to say about it. Yeah. And yeah. on this, and now he's so many years looking back, he's like, I don't know how I could have got it that wrong. Um, yeah. He's like, I actually thought it stuck. It did stick the landing. And he's like, because the show is not about goodbyes. The show is not right. about getting to see. It's it's the real world where Roger and. Don might just never see each other again. They they don't get a final. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. That makes sense to me. There is no closure. Um, she By gets the way, cancer and she's going to die. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's nothing. No, um, you know, there's no happy. Roger's story makes me so happy. Like Roger's yes. story makes me so happy that he's left the business. That I don't think his heart was truly ever in. He did it because of his father and the yeah. money and whatever. And now he's like in Paris. With Marie, <laughs> yeah. drinking champagne and eating caviar. Yep, I'm good with that. I am good with that. Um, yeah. I like that um, Peggy gets finds um, true love and yeah. marriage 
and mm-hmm. she is going to wear the pants in that relationship. Yes, and oh, that's yeah. true to Peggy. Yeah. That is um, Peggy. Um, yeah, yeah I, had... I think it's the the Don part annoys me getting to it, but the ending I thought well, was perfect for Don. Here is the thing, though. Andy put forward a theory that he uh, <laughs> a hot take, if you will, that I liked, and his hot take was the 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 show a majority of the show is about people don't change times change yes um people are who they are and they will always be who they are and no matter what they do to think they're going to change um it will not take uh, eventually they will go back to being right. who they are um and he does not think that he that Don came up with the commercial he thinks, oh, the com- okay. he thinks that the commercial is to let you know he has realized his time is over. The time of Mad Men has ended, and it is a new world of let me buy you a Coke. Um, oh. not, that, not that he made that commercial. That commercial is a cap to the entire series of Mad Men who make commercials. Their okay. time, their time of thinking that type of man, their, their, their time is over essentially, and this is where the okay. world is going. And he has finally See, realized I take, that. Which I, I just thought was an interesting take. Yeah, I, I, was, I like that, but I think mine's darker. Okay, he what, goes what? and has a a moment of zen mm-hmm. to think about people and compassion this and humanity. Was, this was Fennessy's take. I know where you're going. And then he figures out, damn, I can commodify this and make a bunch yeah. of money. Well, I'm still uh, fin- Don, baby. I'm still yes. Don. You know I what I mean? <laughs> thought was very much along yours, which was um, he has he has he has seen he has a moment of zen, he has a moment of peace, um, but he is so in he who he is is so ingrained in him that he uses yeah. it to say, wait a minute, yeah, I want to go back to the misery. I like it. I like being there. Yeah. I like being in the misery, and I'm actually going to use what they were trying to tell me. Yeah. To sell or, more crap. See, like, I don't know. I don't know that I saw it as misery. I saw it as um, I can be happy taking beauty and commodifying it and making money. Like, I, I think it's okay. even more sinister than that. Like, but I, I, I don't, I need, I I don't say, need to hate this. I don't need to I, be okay. upset about this. See, I say misery because I don't think he was ever truly happy i think he's in misery every moment I well i mean i think he's, think he's in misery he has... every moment of his life but yes, yeah I, I i think he is ashamed and always in misery of of being found out and uh i don't yeah i don't think any you know position or i don't know anyway uh, it's a really cool uh podcast no i want to check that out because i would like Stick to see this thing. i'm trying to think okay because i'm trying to think the only I, I like Jones. I, I think it makes sense that Jones is going to become a, su- a successful businesswoman. She had been shown mm-hmm. throughout to be mm-hmm. way ahead of the curve, and all they saw her was was a set of curves. Yeah. Um, but there's <laughs> some, I can't remember. There's something that kind of bothered me. But I don't know. I don't know. I, but I, um, I think what bothers me, quick version, because I know we're running over, Don's arc, the hey, last three or four episodes... Over. Was too much. It was too much. We could have told that in a compressed amount of time. I get it. He's lost and he's 
searching. Yep, got it. They He's both been doing it they the both season. started off being really upset. Um, they both were like this. We remember being upset. That this fina- uh, the finale starts off with him racing cars. Yeah, the salt yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like just drinking beer and hanging out, and you're like, okay, we get it. Yep. Um, and they talk yeah. about like when you watch it now, you almost get it more of like they're putting this off on purpose. Like you are supposed to feel uneasy uh, right. throughout the whole thing. Um, I'd be curious yeah. to watch it. Unfortunately, AMC, you can only watch it on AMC plus or whatever the hell it is. Okay. So, so. I will tell you a long, uh, several years ago, I know here we are in that digital question. Um, Apple TV ran a special on mm-hmm. it and I bought the entire series for like 18 bucks or something. Ridiculous. Well, that's awesome. So yeah. I just have, and it's got all the extras, like the little, Break down mm-hmm. the history of this episode. Break down. It's really cool. And literally, it was like eighteen bucks. I think I saw someone the other day said it was on sale for fifteen bucks here recently. Oh, okay. so because I'm such a junkie, I just bought it like that. It was cheap, and I got everything. Yeah, I found the uh, I found the hard media uh, for around forty bucks for the entire shebang for the whole thing. Nice, because I have one season on Blu-ray because I couldn't find it somewhere, and I, and I was playing catch up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I came to that show probably two or three seasons after it started. Oh, okay. I started it, and then I fell off, and then I came back around season three or something, four or something like that. Oh, okay. So, cool. And you know, I kind of did the same thing. I think back then, though, you could just it just played all the time. You could kind of catch up right. through mar- marathons and stuff. Well, I guess we are t- out of time. I wanted to talk about the brood summer that's coming. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are ready. Mark- Mark down for next time, Masters of Air, um, and not from I'm uh, gonna, big history I haven't started because but shark, like it's weird. shark took such a hard stance quickly. I'm like, I don't oh know. shit, I don't if Shark doesn't like it. There's probably I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 not my my beef, uh, and I'll just I'll just preview my beef mm-hmm. is not the yeah. normal. This is bad history. Uh, that's not my uh-huh. beef with it, um, right? And and I'll I'll yeah. There's a lot to get into there. A lot to unpack. But three episodes right. will be down by the next time we record. So yeah, Let's okay. Okay. The brood and Masters and Mary, I have baby. not finished Reacher. I'm I got like an episode. I haven't left either. We got Reacher. Okay. And we have the new okay. uh, True Detective to talk about as well. Yep. Okay. I'm not, I'll tell you about Masters Vera. As long as they don't do it like they did the original one where they cast Dolph Lundgren as He Man, that was horrible. All right, well, let's get out of here, everybody. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Thanks for listening. All right, peace. Adios.